0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: The biggest breaking news
2: stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.
1: Thank you very much indeed for your company. Really appreciate you joining me this morning. Whether you are watching on Talk TV or listening on Talk Radio, it's great to have you. Uh, uh, your, have your company this morning, and uh, great to have the company of commentator JJ Anasiobi. He's also joining me in the studio this morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. I have a funny feeling you and I are going to come to blows over quite a lot of these stories because oh. I think you're going to be a raging, a raging liberal lefty, <laughs> and um, and on behalf of my listeners and viewers going to take you to pieces <laughs> good morning <laughs> Good morning. what a warm welcome julia thank I, you well, We you were having a little chat before we um before we came on air about some of the big stories and i've just mentioned some of those that i mean i would say crucially you know the rwanda flight is the one that's really focusing minds and also you know brexit is something an awful lot of us still care an awful lot about seems to me the uh the remainers on twitter care more about it than anyone else um but um that Rwanda flight due to take off today, we were told it was going to take off before the end of June. And then they finally got a date. And then, of course, all of the legal challenges came. 130 people uh, were supposed to be on that flight originally. Um, there were attempts to sort of stop the whole flight from taking off an appeal on that Friday. And we had a, a judge, or Justice Singh, who uh, who said, no, the flight can actually take uh, take off. It's in you know, its government policy. Um, and then we've had the final legal challenges. More, we're told to be heard even this morning. Um, I think seven people left uh, on that flight, I have 130. Um, very likely, I think three of them, uh, there's also there's a legal challenge for them, so they, they may not actually be on that flight. Um, £500 million cost to possibly fly a handful of people to Rwanda for asylum processing and possible resettlement. Um, Meanwhile, the Archbishop of Canterbury, Archbishop of York, all of the other bishops in the Church of England, the entire leadership of the Church of England has condemned the policy as an immoral policy that shames Britain. What do you make of it all?
2: I think it's an incredible waste of money that they should just stop the flight now. Seven people is not enough. That they should just stop it. And if they want to carry on with this, with this, they can. They can do, but wait until they at least have a half full flight. I think it's a complete waste of money. But that's something that government has been great at doing is wasting our cash. In terms of the archbishops, um, I fully support them uh, from a religious point of view. I'm a Catholic. Um, I do find it immoral. Uh, What's the
1: moral I, <clears> about it?
2: What's moral about it is that these are people who want asylum. Yeah. And so, what's the moral about it? So instead of us giving them asylum, we're going to just package them off to somewhere else and say. So, what's well, the moral about it? That's that's the immoral
1: thing. They've come. I don't. Mo- I don't see, they, I don't see what's come, the moral about that. They
2: have that. come to us for help, and and we. So isn't
1: it a moral of France to have not offered them asylum? Yeah.
2: And, and France. Fran, so Fran, so why is it our problem? Because they've now come across to us.
1: So ship them back to France. literally, literally just literally, just just put them on a ferry straight back
2: well then actually i don't think that's a terrible idea i, th- I, th- I, think, <laughs> I think i think i
1: think that's so that but that would that wouldn't be immoral
2: no i don't think that would be but, immoral but taking them to
1: rwanda is what's so wrong about rwanda
2: there's nothing so much wrong with rwanda but it just feels that a country that has a, a checkered um human rights record uh, a country that is still it's still illegal more or less to be a uh, part of the lgbtq community oh god
1: i'm not, okay Gay. Say the word gay. <laughs>
2: it's illegal. LGBT.
1: I won't have Q on. I won't okay. have any of that. Not. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I just won't play along with this madness.
2: Fine. It's, it's illegal.
1: It's illegal in loads of countries.
2: Yeah. So we shouldn't be sending. We shouldn't be teaming up with any countries. We're not teaming. Well, we are teaming up with them. We've, we've paid, we paid them about 120 million to be part of this. So I I think I think it's a complete waste of money. And I yeah I do think it's a if you
1: are that desperate that you have fled, a lot of these these people are coming from Iran, Iraq. Um, uh, I think Sudan, Libya, I think, I think. Syria. but I think, I think the one in like Syria, yeah, um, and uh, if you're that desperate and you're offering persecution and war, and you, you, we're, we're putting you in a safe country, we've seen some of the footage of the, the hotels they're going to be put in and resettlement and education and training mm-hmm. uh, for five years and the like, if you're that desperate, you'll be grateful. Well, or maybe you're not that desperate.
2: I I think I think they are that desperate. I think they are, but obviously they're
1: that desperate.
2: But they also have. But they
1: but they don't want to go to a safe country. But
2: they also would have a network here. That's that's also popular. Why part would though. they have a
1: network here? Well,
2: they'd have some. Some of them have friends. Some of them have family here.
1: So sorry. Do you know what the thing is? I've got friends and family in, in in United States. Okay, I've got my stepsister and her her children. They live in the United States, and um, and I've 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 got friends over there. I I lived there in the past as a child, and 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 six months uh, uh, after university. I should I should have a right to go to the United States I turn up and try and live in the United States and work in the United States they'll ship me home would that be immoral
2: well <laughs>
1: would that be immoral
2: that wouldn't be immoral no of course
1: it wouldn't be immoral because countries get to decide who lives in who lives on, on their land
2: yes But this this particular case, I find immoral, Julia, because you are not fleeing persecution. You are not fleeing war. Well, the
1: people in France aren't. People who've made it to France ain't fleeing persecution either. They're
2: not. And for those people who come across on the dinghies, I would say, okay, actually, instead of sending them back to Rwanda, let's send them back to to, to France. That's what I would say. And then we should have much better, stronger dialogue. So France
1: won't process. take them, because France is happy to get rid of them, which is why France makes it quite hard for people to apply for asylum, and uh-huh. France, has, France has some very, very big race relations, community relations issues uh, as a result of the mass immigration that they've had as well. It, it it doesn't work. Mass, uncontrolled, very fast, large-scale immigration is not good for any country. It doesn't matter what colour people are, it doesn't matter what nationality people are, it doesn't say It is very difficult for people to assimilate, to, to come into countries, and to to and become, you know, to become part of that country's culture and to sort of put down roots and be, I mean, and, and add to that culture, as opposed to living in sort of effectively parallel societies, mm-hmm. which is what we've had with a number of countries, not a number of cultures that have arrived in, in our country and just what people were, you know, are upset and angry about. Um, the reality is these are largely, almost entirely healthy young men the idea that even if they are fleeing you know, war and persecution and the like in um, in these countries, what are the odds that it just happens to be a bunch of 20-year-old able-bodied men who are experiencing the worst persecution in those countries? What about the elderly? What about the disabled? What about the women? What about the children? Where are they? Because, I'm sorry, the, the vast majority of people getting off those boats are not any of those things.
2: They're not. But if, I was, um, if my family were in danger, I would probably go ahead and... Um, settle down. Just leave them behind. I would leave them somewhere safe, and I would move. I would move across and, and find. So they, oh, and build hold, a home. Wait a
1: minute. So the families are somewhere. Oh, JJ, <laughs> he fell into he fell into my bear trap. <laughs> so so the family is somewhere safe. Uh, you know what? Do you know what? If my family were feeling persecution, we we, we we are really desperate for our lives. We are really worried. Do you know what my husband wouldn't do? Is leave me and my daughter behind?
2: Yeah. Okay. You make a fair point, Julia. And also, you, you know, do. they're
1: twenty. How many of them are married with kids? This is my thing. I think a lot of people in this country have got a lot of sympathy for people who are in, you know in, in desperate situations, and um, and you know people you know very very happy with say the people of Hong Kong uh, being offered uh, a safe passage here um, and, uh, and, and and the people of Ukraine what people are really upset about is the idea that everyone who lives in a country that's not as good as Britain, which is about five billion people on this planet, plus mm-hmm. um, six billion people plus. Um, has a right to come here if they can get on a rickety boat and get here. That's where people say, no, we, we don't have space. It's not our responsibility. You live, in a, you live in a country that's that's in a desperate state. I'm really sorry, but why is that our problem?
2: Well, for the majority of those coming across actually are from Afghanistan, Libya and Syria. Those are all countries in which Britain has, has played a part in the destabilisation. Syri-
1: Syria, we didn't play a point. Um, we, we didn't get involved in Syria and it worked out so well.
2: So I think um, if you're desperate enough, because you're and you're saying like uh, I understand your points clearly, but also if you are risking your life in getting on a rubber dinghy you're an idiot. To, to come across here, well, it, it risking
1: might... your life to escape from Syria, that I get. Mm-hmm. Risking your life to escape from Ukraine, that I get. Risking your life to escape from Calais, you're an economic uh, migrant at that point.
2: Well, and what's wrong with economic migration? <laughs>
1: What's wrong, what's wrong with that migration? Because we, d- we, in Britain, don't have a duty to house six billion people who have it worse off than us.
2: Okay, so uh, why don't um,
1: those young men stay and improve their own countries? I can,
2: I comple- I completely understand your point on that, but I also add that sending them to a wonder, I don't think, is the answer. And I know where can
1: we send them? I
2: knew that was going to be your next question.
1: Switzerland, Mono- Denmark, Monaco, Australia been suggested. Monaco, yeah, yeah. Oh, then we'd be okay. Is it? Is it because Rwanda's in Africa that we can't send people there?
2: Is that the no? Issue? It's because of their questionable history and because next door so to them if in the DRC. It Kenya we could do it.
1: Um,
2: uh, I suppose. No, I, okay. guess so. I, I guess so. I guess so. I just
1: find it fascinating. Ken, I really do. Kenya seems a, Kenya seems a safer bet
2: than than Rwanda.
1: Yeah, except the Kenyans don't want them. They knew. Six forty-two is the time. We we're going to talk more about this. Going to talk about the Northern Ireland Protocol, threat from the EU. Oh, what a surprise! Uh, and of course, uh, ongoing uh, royal battles as well. Oh, yeah, and it's the fifth anniversary of the Grenfell Tower fire as well.
2: The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.
1: If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from six thirty until ten.